0: to the Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who preferred the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil.
1: Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed Part A, where we awarded Thaddeus the winner of the ABSA for Excellence in this podcast. Now, we're going for Part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Lauren, and I'm here with Tom and Thaddeus, discussing President, our first of three episodes in our Jimmy's Publicity Stunts unit. To kick off Part B, we're going to start with some fun facts about the episode in a segment we call Half Truths and Gorilla Dust with Tom.
2: Thank you lauren so for this uh episode um we get a good bit of uh nixon uh era talk uh, especially like watergate and the surrounding things uh one of the phrases that jimmy uses nattering nabobs which came from vice president spiro agnew who was vice president under nixon at the time of watergate um he was the governor of maryland my home state before he became vice president um nixon of course, uh, the Watergate was broken by Woodward and Bernstein uh, with their their uh, confidant Deep Throat, which was the nickname that they gave uh, Mark Felt, the associate director of the FBI at the time. Um, he was given the name Deep Throat because he was on deep background, and uh, Deep Throat was a, a movie about a lady with a long neck, um, and. <laughs> um, also mentioned uh ted koppel ted koppel was an abc news anchor uh, who was played on saturday night live by dana carvey and they have a press conference in which uh, it was actually a um, presidential debate in which ted koppel is the moderator and uh, bill clinton was played by phil hartman um, and (laughs) they had the following back and forth Uh, well ellen claycorn asked the question why do movies cost so much and Bill Clinton responds, that's a good question. Ted Koppel says, Governor Clinton, that is not a good question. Please try to salvage some shred of dignity. You're leading for God's sake. We can cut that if we need to. Um, no,
1: not at all, that was great. You did
3: the impressions, it stays.
1: Uh, they,
2: mentioned, they mentioned Chappaquiddick. Uh, Chappaquiddick was an incident in which Ted Kennedy, uh crashed his car into a pond killing his passenger mary joe kopechna um so that that happened in the i believe early 70s so there you go there's your half truth and gorilla dust
4: all right oh oh follow up <laughs> I,
2: I i looked it up and yes the mustache that they refer to is as looking like freddie mercury circa 1980 is very <laughs> apt <laughs> <laughs>
3: Way to bury the lead.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that was our Half-Truths and Gorilla Dust segment. Thank you, Tom. I always enjoy that. Um, now we're going to recap and discuss our Abs of Fever round from Part A, and I, as host, will get to give my two cents as well. So here we go. So, um, now we're going to go with favorite scenes, not necessarily when you'd show to a new person, just favorite scenes in general, or when you would show to a new person. That's also fine. Um, because they're your favorite, because they're my favorite, (laughs) right? (laughs) Dad, what you mentioned the, um, the press conference and the bathroom intervention. What else was on? What's another one from your list? Um, I, I noted the quick three-question interview with Lisa. There's just something about the... It's like the snap
3: mm. that he has with Dave, but he does it with Lisa, and it, it just totally works, especially with him cutting it off when she goes to the next question. Uh, so I, I really do like that scene. <laughs> that was on my list.
1: That's a good one. It's a short scene, but it's, it's very news radio. E. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what's another one from your list? You had the cold open, arguably. Like, I mean, I think yeah. that was top on everyone's list. Right. Um, and the... Uh, Oh, the reveal that jimmy's the gonna run for president no Um, yes yes (laughs) no
2: (laughs) why not (laughs) (laughs) um so the uh the next one that i would have is um dave bill and lisa in in dave's office looking at jimmy and then talking about like he's going to win and The birdseed and Diane Sawyer. Come on, baby, lick it up,
1: <laughs>
2: eat it all up.
1: That scene had a lot of great line reads from yeah. Phil Hartman. Like mm-hmm. I know I mentioned, like the whole episode has some of his best line reads. But that that was a very dense scene for him. It was really great. Mm, I will personally kill sandwich. anyone who tries to help him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a good one. I really liked the scene where uh, Jimmy is trying to come up with campaign slogans, and mm. um, especially the bit about, what do you think is wrong with this country? And immediately mm. everyone has all these very pointed answers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the way Joe tries to offer another one, but it's really just his first one. reworded. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really great, really great scene. Um, Dad, did you have another one?
3: Uh, I did not. That actually covers a lot of the episode, I think, between
1: everything, so... Uh, I, I mean, just I think, yeah, I think we all had the cold open. We all had the intervention. Probably, Tom, did you have another one?
2: Uh, the last scene with the kiss between <laughs> Bill and, and Matthew, <laughs> um, like, and you know, some of the other lines are good. Like Beth, well, why don't I just spit on you from yeah. here? <laughs> 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 I don't have anything that remotely resembles. <laughs> yes. what it is. It's a really great line.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are all some really great reactions. <laughs> Ouch. yeah the rest of my list was also like things you guys mentioned in part a so i think that covers the scenes so quotes favorite quotes or quotes that are most usable in real life um we had tom you had you know the confusing thesis quote that's a great one um not entirely unpleasant what else made your list
2: uh that's right, baby. Lick it all up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, let's see, Thad, you had, um, you know, if you could stand up and turn around, I'd like to see what I'm getting. Yes. Um, you had the amateur porn convention line. Yes. What else is on your list?
3: Um, Purely for the comedic rhythm, Matthew, I'm black. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh every single time that he says I know. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Like I don't even I can't even explain why I think it's so funny. It's just <laughs> the way he responds back to her is just it cracks me up every time. So that's that's one of my favorite things That's
1: a good one. Um I, I can't believe I didn't have that on my list. And my list is long, so that tells you how many good questions were <laughs> here. It's, great yeah. it's a really great episode. I We talked about it already, but I like what's the story with your face, son? <laughs> uh, especially after the way he's just like, he, he kind of just stops talking <laughs> yeah. when he sees Matthew's face and has to walk away. <laughs> That's a good one. And I can't believe nobody said. I'm a cipher wrapped in an enigma smothered in secret sauce. We literally have a whole category on enigmas. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Very true. That was was on my list. That was like the next one.
1: Okay. All right. What else do we got? Uh, Tom, what's another one of yours?
2: I can't present. I don't see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or that isn't there. I I can't remember the exact wording, but it's that (laughs) sentiment.
1: that's also a good one another one where he kind of just like stops mid-sentence and has to say something else
3: he tries but no
1: he tries he tried um thad what's another one from your list
3: um staying in that scene joe joe come back I think this would <laughs> be <been> an accident. <laughs> you know? Like, believe it or not, like, uh, that was one of mine. I can use this, and I'm just like, that's just cruel. Like, like, like even as bad as anything else uh, I might say is bad. Like, that is cruel to do to somebody, but that is hilarious when Dave does <laughs> Joe, go back. I think, and then Joe, ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Wait, that he laughs? Oh. Yeah. It's such a fake laugh. <laughs> it's, it's like genuine joy, though. Like, it's something very, like, very like it is deeply funny. And he runs away to go tell other people right
1: away. <laughs> um, on my most usable list, it's not necessarily like a favorite line because there's nothing especially. Like, it, there's nothing real special about it, but um, just saying like thank you in that genuine enthusiasm kind of way that Matthew says it. When I know someone's intention was to insult me, like people don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when they clearly, they were trying to like say something a little underhanded, trying to get a dig at you. And you're like, thank you. They, just <laughs> it shuts them down. They don't know what to do. Um, also liked the man's going nuts and we've got front row seats.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, any more from you guys, do you have any more quotes you just had to get out there?
3: I got one more. Okay, um, it's still going. Right, and Christmas isn't just about presents. <laughs> <laughs> that is very usable. That's Again, good. maybe a little yeah. too mean, but very usable. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Christmas isn't just about presents. Like,
1: Got Tom, you. did you have any more?
2: Um, yeah, he he could hire Steve Forbes to be his cleaning lady. <laughs> a good
1: I like that it's a cleaning lady. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to win. Uh, I know I already mentioned it in part A, but really do like, right, how do you smoke a brownie?
3: (laughs) 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 So dismissive. (laughs) Right, how do you smoke a brownie? (laughs) (laughs)
1: um i also like hey way to go scoop (laughs) to be used Mm -hmm. anytime someone thinks they're telling you something that's news you already knew it uh but probably one of my favorite lines is uh what am i gonna do run for prime minister of cambodia and work my way up (laughs) i like it because i think that's truly how jimmy's mind works i think that um it, it kind of implies that he will only accept the top level of any hierarchy he's a part of like dave obviously means like why don't you start with like you know state senate or
4: yeah.
1: mayor or something and he, he's he's just like take your pick of all these other countries and be the leader in that like why would he why would cambodia let him be the prime minister <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right we had a lot of quotes to get through because this episode was just so good let's move on to um what gag or bit had the biggest impact on the episode um, not surprisingly, mustache was the first pick. <laughs> I really like the way they didn't show Jimmy's mustache picture at first. Yeah. And right. then you kind of forget about it, yep. and then bam, giant Jimmy, <laughs> mustachioed Jimmy. With the poster. arm out, holding the hat. Like, this is a great <laughs> touch. And then he just tosses the hat away. Um, and we had deep throat in there as another <laughs> gag or bit. So um, <laughs> that, that was also bro. a good one. um thad did you have any other gags you wanted to mention
3: um yeah so i had two uh the biggest one is the wife search gag because it secretly hijacked Mm. the episode um Mm -hmm. and it starts with lisa saying this has nothing to do with the wife search that's literally what she tells Dave as she pushes him into the office. And then it turns out the entire episode is about the wife search. Uh, so I thought like, secretly hijacked the entire episode without us even knowing it. So uh, that was one of my favorite like, gags that they kind of put in there. They used the wife search gag and did it well. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Tom, did you have any more?
3: Um,
2: Bill kind of misidentifying or or being like ignored by celebrities. I'm telling him <laughs> somebody else like that, goffle and Al Roker.
1: <laughs> so it's, That's a nice touch. That's kind of a running gag, you know. Yeah, thinking he knows celebrities and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, I also had the Deep Throat thing on my list, but also just like the the running gag that he's been involved with these big historical events. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, he's Deep Throat. Uh, He might also be D.B. Cooper. (laughs) Like he has all these connections to, um, you know, big historical events and- It's like uh, Forrest Gump. (laughs) Yeah, he's just always there. (laughs) Right place, right time, I guess. Um, And the only other one I had was like, not just a catherine slap you know we love a catherine slap it's probably my favorite running gag of the whole series but it's this perfect trifecta of reactions to matthew's mustache by the ladies on the staff and also i just love that like you know the way joe like went and fetched them immediately (laughs) like he took one look at that mustache and he was like i know what i need to do and he ran off and he got them and he clearly didn't tell them what they were there for and catherine's like get off me like slab Oh, it was beautiful. So I think that probably had the biggest impact on the episode for me. When I think of this episode, that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other gags or bits from you guys?
3: I got one, uh, and it's just okay. the, the security team led by Beth. Uh, the two guys <laughs> with the earpiece and her, like, putting the hands out and, like, you know, <laughs> again, the ridiculousness of her being the security leader
1: She's you know, gonna take a
3: bullet for him. Is that what's going on? I don't think you can hide behind her. I just just physics, you know, like like I don't think that she's the the person to jump behind in that scenario. Um, but yeah, just I think just her leading the security team or being in charge of security,
1: like it definitely made me smile because it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a good one. I have them um, the security guys in my in the next one. So favorite aspects and background catches. Um, I like the way when Beth says into her walkie, yeah, you want to lower the head? The (laughs) two security guys are standing right behind her. They both put their finger to the ear like they're trying to hear it better. She was literally standing right next to them. (laughs) I just thought that was a really funny touch. And the way it was like in unison, like this was a planned thing. (laughs) I thought that was great. So what other um, adequate touches, nice details, background catches did you guys have?
2: Uh, just the, the timing of the shriek, spit, slap was great. I mean, I'm sure they had to do multiple takes, but
3: it was it was really good. Um, I had Joe's wearing a chunky bracelet and watch, especially for an electrician. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is not like, I think it was a Cuban link. One of those like big, again, in the nineties, that was what the fashion was. But like, it's the type of thing that if you're using your hands to do any type of manual labor, it's gonna get ripped off, dinged up, or like it's just not something you wear as an electrician. So, uh,
1: yeah, I had noted down Joe is wearing a lot of jewelry. I know he has at least one earring in, maybe two. A couple times, I think you see a flash of a necklace under his collar. Yeah, and yeah, big chunk, chunky bracelet and chunky watch. It's like, what happened?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's when we start when Jimmy James asked, "What's uh, what's wrong with America?" Like that's the same. Cause he's sitting there. He's yeah, his hands, yeah. Just like, I'm like, electrician? I'm like, yeah. Joe
2: doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> no, not. Yeah, not that anybody's really doing a whole lot of work, but Joe's no, not
1: doing not really. also The true. extras are doing a whole lot more work than the main cast members. <laughs> That's so true. They're always in the booth. <laughs> Who are those people? Um, I like the way Mr. James passes his mustache photo behind Matthew's back before he yeah. shows it to him. Yeah. It was totally unnecessary and weird, and I think that's what makes it so funny. Right. <laughs> it's almost like he wants this mustachioed Jimmy to sneak up on Matthew or something. <laughs> I you thought know that was a nice touch.
3: <laughs> I thought it was good because it got them to look at the camera. Like, There's no way to get Matthew and them looking at the camera and hide the picture mm-hmm. without some sort of maneuver like that. So that's how I looked
1: at it. Uh, but, but he it's still made it funny. so natural. It's so ridiculous. He, he didn't make it look awkward or like it was a scene direction. Like, it, it, it didn't seem like this came from, you know, blocking. It was just like, it just seemed like, yeah, Jimmy does weird stuff all the time. He made it look right. so smooth. But I think you're probably exactly right. That was the purpose of it. Did you get,
3: I really like Matthew's reaction. Ugh. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great reaction to it. And it's like, there's no... I was trying to figure out how do you get them to kind of turn or how do you get them to kind of get that, that I don't know, the blocking, like you said. So. Yeah. And it's,
2: Just, it's so funny that Matthew, after after reacting like that, doesn't think about his own mustache and think, <laughs> you know, probably <laughs> a good idea to shave this off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good points. All good points. Um, um, anything else? Any other background catches? I got two more. Okay.
3: Uh, best one is the she's from Canada, you wouldn't know her bet. <laughs> <Edel. laughs> Jill. Um, that was like, I wasn't sure if that should go in favorite gags or what, but it, the <laughs> you don't know where she's in Canada. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that was a nice little, that was a nice little joke to throw in there.
1: <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Tom, did you have any more?
2: No, that was, I. we got mine out of the way.
1: Um, I got one more and then maybe we'll get Thad's last one. Yeah. Okay. Um, When Mr. James challenges the real Deep Throat to come forward, which is a great moment, um, he pauses for a beat and there's this one very quiet camera click and a flash (laughs) like while he's just standing there waiting for the real Deep Throat. (laughs) And I don't know what it is about the silence interrupted by that tiny little click that makes me laugh, but I'm like, that was so (laughs) well-placed. That was just really great timing, made me laugh even harder at what was already a funny joke. All
3: right, Ben. what's your last one? Uh, just another another appearance of Detective Joe coming in. Mm. What's up with you and Lisa? You know, getting that question rolling. Um, and then he
1: doesn't even care. Either, right, he walks away <laughs>
3: before. Like, once he gets a basic answer, he just rolls away.
1: Yeah, you're that.
3: Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to consistently call out the, these Detective Joe moments, I think. Because I, I way could more not de- notice it. There's way more
1: Detective Joe
3: than I realized. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe he actually does do something around the station.
1: <laughs> all right um, now we're going into keepsakes and um, let's see so you guys had um, let's see that of course had Beth's shirt that was number one on my list too not gonna lie let's I see. doubt it would fit me if it did I would 100% wear it but I know that Vicky um, <laughs> Lewis is a very tiny person so maybe I'll just like frame it and put it up in my house um, Matthew's shirt was also on your list um, what else any
3: other keepsakes uh the campaign button that was that was an option that's a good one and then a chair from the press conference those are the other two i was looking at like those are fancy chairs chairs, right
1: right yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) they look like thrones out here like this is very
1: presidential
3: (laughs) very royal if anything
1: um, tell him you had the mustache pick and the actual mustache. Do you have any non-mustache-related keepsakes on your <laughs> list?
2: <laughs> I know Thad took uh, Matthew's shirt. I, mm-hmm. I liked his, the second shirt, the red one. I thought that was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, from the um,
1: the day after.
2: Yeah, from the yeah. make-out session. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice shirt.
2: Yeah, I like that one, too.
1: Um, I really liked the press passes that Dave and Lisa and Bill were wearing at the press conference Hmm. I'd like to see like what they I mean there's there's all kinds of writing on it I'd just like to see like what did they put on there I thought it was a nice touch too like just for them to realize like oh yeah They're going to a press conference. They need a press pass, right? That's cool. That's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I'd rock one of those Um, We talked about Joe's jewelry Jimmy was wearing a ring in this episode and I don't really remember seeing him wear a lot of jewelry of any kind ever so I thought that was a kind of cool a kind of cool thing it, um, I noticed it in the scene where he's uh, announcing to Dave that he's gonna run for president on his um, his right ring finger he's got like looks like an amethyst gemstone set in like a simple gold setting or something it's like manly enough that um, you know I don't think Jimmy would worry about feeling emasculated <laughs> ever but um, <laughs> manly enough that like no one's gonna question it and um but it looked nice it looked classy <laughs> classy <laughs> hmm. um dad what else was on your list
3: that was it, it was the button in the chair I was the like, button
1: in the chair yeah. tom do you have any more no no um just for fun i wanted c page c18 of the newspaper that jimmy's reading after the press oh, yeah, conference that's one, yeah see what they put on there and um at the press conference you notice it more at the beginning before the all all the other reporters come in but there's this like red director style chair that says james on it in big white letters off to the side i thought that was pretty cool i'm like okay yeah i i I would take that that'd be all right (laughs) um okay so do we want to have just a general discussion about the cast then i know we said jimmy's off limits for mvp um, did both of you guys have Jimmy as your MVP before that was taken off-limits? He yeah. might have been
3: my runner-up, at least. Um, if not the winner, yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have had him as my MVP if he were not off-limits for this unit. Um, what about everybody else? I feel like everyone got a little a little piece of this episode. It wasn't... Um, no one was completely excluded. Of course, we always want to see more Catherine. She got that great slap in there. She got You can see a little more Catherine at the end when Matthew's trying to kiss someone. <laughs>
3: yeah. But, like again, her and Joe reacting to watching the press conference on TV. Yes. It's great. Right. Catherine looking right there, just reacting. And her yeah. in the bathroom. Like, hers, hers <laughs> is the voice that I hear taking the most event, offense to Bill about to use the <laughs> Right. Like, hers is the voice. It's like hey, yeah. that's the way you yeah. <laughs> like catch on to. Um, so yeah, I, I thought again, like it, it just makes me appreciate, you know, Catherine and, and uh the job that Candy Alexander did uh because mm-hmm. it, like for somebody that really didn't have a lot of lines or a big piece, you know, like she still came through in a couple of spots. So I was like that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she, she had she had some meat in this episode. It was mm-hmm. it, it was not bad. Um I, I love Beth in this episode. Of course I always love Beth in every episode, but the way she's just like, you know, Bill's like can't wait for Jimmy to just descend into insanity and Lisa's hellbent on getting him to give this thing up and Beth is just like, Whatever you wanna I do, guess. boss, let's go.
2: <laughs> Secretary <laughs> of Transportation.
1: Secretary of Transportation, <laughs> why? <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go to a segment we call a Time Capsule from the Internauts. This is just some uh, sort of like things that were going on in the the world around the time that this episode aired, mostly news radio related. So this week, uh, the week this episode aired, news radio was featured in Entertainment Weekly, People came to the message board to talk about how weird and pointy Dave's head looked in the photos. Tried to find some of those photos online. I couldn't find them, so that was a disappointment. <laughs> um, in the feature, they talked about NBC trying to use news radio as an anchor for the new Wednesday night lineup. So th- this was apparently another time slot shift. Mm. Um, it was going to be airing at 9 o'clock between the John Larriquette Larric- show? John Larriquette yeah, show? Blair- <laughs> John show and Men Behaving Badly. So they've felt news radio was the anchor of
3: that trio i think i actually liked both of those shows i don't know how i missed news radio in between
1: <laughs> right in the middle just tuned up for that half hour know, what happens <laughs> i don't know they probably pulled it from the time slot almost immediately that's probably what
3: happened <laughs> okay i was a big fan of john larry cat from uh, night court you know from his night court stuff uh i okay. really i really did like that uh the john larry cat show
1: I don't think I've ever seen it or heard of this, so it. So I might have to go see if that's uh, Daryl streaming Chill, somewhere. Daryl
3: Chill Mitchell, uh, Chi McBride, I think with the two of the ones Gigi Rice is the is the the main female lead or one of the female leads, like Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Right.
1: I guess we got a fan here. All right. And our spin off podcast coming up next week, it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> the John Laird Cat Show. It'll It'll be be the,
3: Podcast. The night court individual careers. Dick do we go fishing with bull.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well they interviewed Paul Sims And he dropped some hints about what was to come In season 3 He talked about spending less time on Dave and Lisa And more time on Catherine and Joe Which um, they had probably already Filmed qu- quite a bit of season 3 At that point I mm. would guess uh, But the fans on the message board were so confused By that That they, that to them came out of left field They are like that must be a typo he, he, They must have meant Catherine and Bill <laughs> Um Let's see, he also said they had some plans for stunt casting, and one especially nice quote from the article was from Phil Hartman, describing Bill McNeil as a stupid but articulate man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was very well put. (laughs) Very accurate, very accurate. Um, The cast was on the Today Show this week. They talked a lot about the Al Roker appearance. Tavy saw it and said the best part was when vicky lewis offered to take off her fishnet stockings to give as a gift to katie Corrick. and oh how i would love to find some archive footage of that <laughs> would, what was katie Corrick's reaction i can't even imagine oh boy <laughs> that must have been great and they were never asked back <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah they, they were never asked back many places <laughs>
1: Weren't they banned from an awards show? Yeah, yeah from like <laughs> yeah. The, the Golden
2: Globes or, or the Emmys, one of the two.
1: I think that was thanks to Andy Dick, as far as I know, if I remember correctly.
3: <laughs> Just a um, <the> motley crew.
1: <laughs> so at this point, there are a lot of spam posts on the forum, lots of posts about make 50k in a month and earn extra cash now. But one of my favorites I found was one that advertised you could make money by being fast, fresh, and healthy. Largely, people seem to ignore the spam post, but Tavi actually replied to that one with a Dave quote. She said, I'm going to be on the phone getting healthy. <laughs> Definitely appropriate. I, mean, I don't think the spam bot ever kept checked back for the um, replies, but I bet they would have been confused by that one. <laughs> and this has been... A Time Capsule from the Internauts. Nice. All right, so now we're gonna talk a little bit more about Enigma's Smothered in Secret Sauce. We had some good ones in part A. I have a long list. There's no way I'm gonna read through all of these. <laughs> I so. got a couple <laughs> good ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll pair my list down. Um, yeah, did you want to start out? We had, uh, Beth's shirt was the one you went with for part eight. Yeah, where like did her where shirt did come, from. come from? did it come from? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's some some others from your list?
3: All right, so this is, goes a little bit with what you mentioned, but Matthew runs to the office top list. How did he get out of the shirt? And so what I figure <laughs> is they must have tried to grab him by the shirt, and he wriggled out the bottom. Mm,
4: and then okay. he runs out.
3: It's a classic younger sibling escape. All right. I know my brother did it several times. alright I figure, Lauren, you probably had it happen a couple times when you were a child. But it's like this is they, they grab you, you're trying to get away, they grab the shirt, and you wriggle out the bottom. <laughs> and then naturally, you, you run through the office. <laughs> like the, the, the next step. Uh, but yeah, that was almost the question that I went with. It's just like, how, how did he lose the shirt and keep the mustache? And then, you know, I I reconstructed the scene in my mind palace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The question still stands, though. Who actually got the shirt off him? So who was grabbing him by the shirt when he riddled out of it then? So Catherine's on one side. Yeah.
3: And Joe's on the other and Bill's behind him. Okay. So, like, you would think that maybe, like, Catherine and Joe on the sides grab, like, the sleeves or something. And then he just shot out the bottom. That's that's the re- like if I could do the CGI, like that's the little reconstruction diagram that I would attach to this podcast for people to watch. Um, but that's that's the the best uh, explanation I can come up with for that is that they basically grab like either the, the, the shoulders, or the sleeves, and Matthew like a child wriggled out the bottom, and then ran to Dave's office to tell on him. <laughs>
1: that's a good theory i like that it's
3: the only one that makes sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) you've done the research (laughs) all right tom what other enigmas were sparked in your mind with this episode
3: uh
2: my enigma smothered in secret sauce is about the enigma southern smothered in secret sauce (laughs) jimmy um so we know from later episodes uh hair um that that jimmy was like a park ranger in, in florida or something i guess um, like the Everglades I think uh, and so that was like late 60s, we're talking like 68 69, by 71 he's maybe been in touch with D.B. Cooper uh, Adam West and, <laughs> and then by by the early seven by like 72 he's now deep throat, like so he is, is involved with the Nixon White House it, it, it's a uh, meteoric rise for him going from (laughs) park ranger and and there's also military service in there at some point apparently like it Mm -hmm. was 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 he in the military after being deep throat or before i I figured it'd probably be before you don't like work for the white house and then join the army that that doesn't happen so (laughs) his uh his like late 60s early 70s is chock full of uh
3: stuff
1: that's where all the skeletons come from. <laughs> that's where i raiding leftovers from the fridge.
3: <laughs> I guess it's like how much of season five do you want to actually hold? Any type of <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, I, like, honestly, like I, I would want to see both timelines with everything with season five information, everything without it, just to kind of see how <laughs> if it actually maintains for the most part. If they're just like, nah, whatever.
2: Yeah, they they're not worried about like 25 years later, some dorks. Trying to parse it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Star Wars, for God's sake.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do you think the creators of the show ever imagined (laughs) that there would still be people who cared about it this many years later to the point that we're creating there's There's, to my knowledge, at least three podcasts podcasts about it. (laughs) Multiple Twitter accounts dedicated to it. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if at a certain point they're hoping we all just go away. <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> Seriously. That's,
3: that's an unanswerable Paul Sim, question. Paul Sims
2: uh, releases like a, a bomb or something at the uh WNYXO.
1: Make these people stop. <laughs> that
3: would be the worst. I'd like Camera on Tavy's face, Cameron on Tavey's face. <laughs>
1: Get the reaction shot. <laughs> all right. We're, I, we're way off track here. Okay. One of my questions, <laughs> one of my enigmas was, um, after the press conference, when all the phones in the office start ringing, mm-hmm. doesn't that seem like a big piece of his plan is missing? Like he got the views. No one He got them. the phone number out there, <laughs> but he needs someone to field the calls. Did he think the staff of WNYX would just handle it for him? And shouldn't he have hired a phone service to field the calls? Like he has he definitely has that kind of money. Like right. th- yeah. that was something available in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's picking up the phone. Like,
4: they they have telephones. People, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: The only person who probably would have fielded those calls for him was Beth, and she was still busy back at the press conference. <laughs> so <laughs> Right. So that's my question. What what was why was that piece of the plan missing? <laughs> All right. I'm
3: gonna piggyback off of that okay how do the conversations go when the women call <laughs> like what type of information do you give to set up this date so if i'm yeah. an operator picking up the phone and this woman calls was a name age height weight address occupation like what questions are being asked of these potential candidates to actually mm. set up these dates or whatever else Mm-hmm. So that's hot off the heels of why are the phones in the office ringing for this? <laughs> it was kind of like when they get picked up, how
1: does that conversation go? Yeah, yeah, and how do you screen out the prank calls? Because there's going to be a lot of those, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you sign up for your time slot as? As Tom noted, it's going to take them years to get through these 70,000 dates. So, do you are you scheduling it? Are you like, okay, in three years on uh, March 3rd, that's yeah. a Tuesday. Are you available? <laughs> I'm like, this is the 90s. You're not running any
3: Excel algorithms like putting in all the information. There's no databases. Like, somebody is writing down their age, education, if whatever questions that you have to ask. You got to put it in there, and then they've got to be vetted by somebody, organized by somebody, so that you can actually start going on these dates
1: maybe he's planning on group dates like group interviews you know like okay 20 at a time and he's just gonna ask him all a bunch of questions sit in a conference room at a hotel or something it's a speed dating but he's the only guy
3: yeah Maybe that's the plan. He's got 30 women at 30 tables, and he just like, bang! He just gets up to the next table.
1: He's the one that moves, not them. <laughs> was anyone else a little skeeved out over the, like, 18 and over? That like, was I'm, my I, next I, unanswerable I question. Mean, thank, thank you for excluding minors, but, like, what if someone calls and says, yeah, I'm 18, how old is Jimmy supposed to be? And shouldn't you be like, mm, no, no, we got to shut this down. Put it, you, You've got to raise your minimum. That's my question, too. I'm
3: like, Jimmy's floor age is 18. Is that cool? No. <laughs> the answer is no. It's like, I guess it's like, I guess there might be an exception. But in general, like, no, no. Like, bro, 21 at least, man. 21. Come Black on. Club, yeah. Right uh
2: 25 they have to be able to rent a car
3: okay there we go yes <laughs> I, guess. I guess instead uh, of just being old enough
1: to drive a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah let's move beyond that yeah. <laughs> tom did you have any other enigmas um
2: no not really uh no
1: okay Um, I also had a question about, like, what happened to all of Jimmy's other dogs, but you covered that. (laughs) Um, okay, the line, it's been a long time since I opened up a newspaper and read about Lisa Miller of WNYX breaking a news story. Why would a newspaper run a story (laughs) about a radio reporter breaking a story? Wouldn't they just write their own story? Like, what? I mean, maybe if you, you're using them as a source for a quote or something, but it's right. not like you're just like, hey, this reporter broke a story. Let's write a story about that. <laughs> like, that's, that's not a thing that happens. And it's it's okay yeah. for Jimmy to say the weird thing, but the way Lisa reacts is like, yeah, I know. Like, why hasn't anybody written a story about me like that recently? <laughs> I'm
3: like, if, it, if it's Associated Press then there's no way he should expect it on the front page then it should be kind of like in a c18 or something like that that is when people report on what other people are reporting you know like associated press you know lisa miller wax reported this that or the third but then it's like why are you looking for it on the front page you know yeah
1: yeah well and the that's other thing different. is like the way it's, it could just be his phrasing but it's like the expectation is that the reporters at this newspaper were so impressed yeah. with lisa <laughs> herself that they were like we got to write a, a story about this lady <laughs> that that's one of my questions um also okay i mm, i've got several more but i'm just gonna give you one more <laughs> uh who brought pop brownies to an office party Jimmy says, oh, I ate a pop brownie at an office party once, but that was on accident. Who brought it to an Psst. office party? What office is
3: this? And also, like, Psst. something, like, Lisa found out about.
1: It. Yeah. <laughs> so, that so, like, it was,
3: adds to it, <laughs>
1: there's it, evidence it. somewhere.
3: <laughs> Man, I mean, I guess you could probably get away with it in the 90s, because no one would even imagine that you would do it. You know, like, it's so unfathomable <laughs> that someone would, would spike brownies at a at a party like that a couple drinks (laughs) then bring out the the pot brownies (laughs) you know like nowadays it's like i think people would be like wait something's up with these brownies but back then like i don't think i don't know i don't know if anybody would have raised the alarm
1: interesting and, and in every state it was illegal back in the 90s so someone's like someone's meeting up with a dealer to get some weed to put in these brownies to bring to an office party that just seems like a lot of work for an office party like I'm going to an office potluck. I'm like, what's the easiest thing I can pick up at the grocery
2: store? Putting the pot yeah, in potluck. You,
1: you gotta think of like
3: intern Lauren. You gotta think of like age twenty three Lauren after having watched reality bites in the nineties. Uh, All right. Then yeah. you making some baking decisions, right?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. I gotta I gotta roll it back. I gotta get, get in the old Wayback Machine. <laughs>
2: Presumably, the person that did this was already a user of pot and had the, the material on hand. So, and didn't, so didn't, basically, didn't just just
1: go. Yeah. all right. Enigma answered. Got it from his head.
3: He knows a guy. <laughs> he has a brownie guy. He has a brownie <laughs> network. Yes.
1: That I believe. All right. Any other enigmas?
3: Um what made matthew think that a mustache would make him look cool what inspired him to want to sexy sexy himself up
1: X e x
3: e x e S-E. himself up with a mustache that is that is my
1: other question
2: i watched magnum
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like there is probably an inspiration for the mustache right. that was something that you would not expect. It was definitely, like, you would expect Magnum P.I., and I guarantee he would be like, Magnum who? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's probably
1: someone from like a children's show or something. Yeah.
3: yeah, like, so, yeah. What's, what was his inspiration to go ahead and go for it? Yeah. Joe! Joe, this is an accident! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh... I just wanted to like trim it the whole time and I'm like it's just so just fluffy. A little bushy. Yeah. Oh, it's too much. But that's what made it. Yes. That's what made it perfect for the mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. It makes you makes you uncomfortable just looking at it.
2: <laughs> you mean it, it didn't stir up anything in your most secretive places?
1: <laughs> it did not. <laughs> yeah. If it stirred up anything it was just a queasy stomach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was lunch, Yeah. All right. Well, there's many more questions we could ask, but let's move on to something on the fly. What is a scene or a montage you would like to add to this episode? Tom, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I would like to see like a scene of of like a bank of phone operators, like a telethon kind of thing, fielding all these calls. <laughs> you know, instead of just two phones in the office going off at the same time. <laughs>
1: Hello, you've reached 1-800-J-JAMES. Are you at least 18 and are you a woman? And if the answer is no, they just hang up on you immediately. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be good. I want it to look like uh, one of those scenes when, you know, they do those telethons and there's always the people in the background right. taking exactly. the calls. That's what it's got to look like.
3: <laughs> yep. Makes me think yeah. of Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. <Kramer>. That episode.
1: <laughs> All right, Dad, what's a scene you want to add?
3: Um, I was going to be funny to see a scene where Mr. James tells Lisa he's going to run for president. And again, this may, for for me, it's, it's like, I don't hear the dialogue, but it's like, you know, so it's her laughing first, then her face palming, and then her shaking her head. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just him, the same energy he gives to Dave. Because again, once she comes back, she tells Dave about it, then she comes back and her energy's like, anything you say, I got you. Like, we're starting now. (laughs) So she definitely found out. I think there definitely would have been some sort of reaction, uh, which, you know, would be funny to to watch or listen to, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a good one. Um, I kind of want to see a montage of Jimmy on a bunch of awkward dates with the women mm. who called in after the press conference. But I'm picturing him doing his, like, uncomfortable speaking on camera Jimmy voice. Yeah. At like, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, what brings you to this lovely restaurant tonight? You know, <laughs> or something. and, um, yeah, that, and uh, the women just all being very confused, like, so you're not going to run for president. And he's just like, but I'm deep throat. Does that do anything for you? <laughs> <laughs> so just, just the uncomfortable failing dates. That's what I want to see a montage of. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, Tom. What else do you got? You got any
1: more? Uh, no, that was
3: it. Bad. Anything else? Uh, actually, just a brief one of Matthew watching a video of somebody with a mustache and like touching his <laughs> upper lip, like imagining <laughs> how it would feel and like grow in. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I don't know if it'd be Freddie Mercury or who he would be watching to get inspired. Like you said, like should be Magnum PI, but it's probably not. <laughs> like I don't know who it would be, but. Like, that's, yeah. Like, I see him just, like, transfixed, like, touching his face.
1: <laughs> I want to see um, Joe outside at night in all black, pulls the ski mask down, right? <laughs> then you see him, he's scaling a building, right? And you're like, what is going on? And he's climbing in through a window, and there's Matthew sleeping in his bed. And you see him just, like, flick on an electric razor and then cut to black.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he turns on the razor. Just
1: a mustache. <laughs> um, the only other thing I thought of was like, you know, when everyone's, when Dave's trying to say that, like, uh, oh, saw my folks, went to a few museums, yeah. no one believes he went to museums in Wisconsin. I'd like to see him just like do that, like, uh, flashback face you know like look up and to the right and then it flashes back to him and his his museum was actually a workshop on how to make cheese curds but he's not <laughs> going to tell anybody in New York that
3: <laughs> I almost <laughs> had like, that
1: yeah they got museums
3: <laughs> as a question it's just like he grew up in Wisconsin what museums is he going to now as like as an adult <laughs> right.
1: Like, so, haven't like, you been to them all
3: <laughs> I mean to be fair it's not like I visit all the all the museums in my area <laughs> but it's not like, not like when I hit my late 20s I was like I need to go check these places out. Like, that's more about me than anything else. But I was like, yeah. how is Dave so happy going to these museums in the state he
1: grew up in and could have gone to, I don't know, anytime before, really? Anytime. Anytime. I get it. But I live very near to San Francisco and I was well into my 30s before I ever did the Alcatraz tour. Uh, oh yeah. So there's some things you just, when you live there, you're like, oh, well, we could always do that. You know, right. it's always exactly. there. Yeah. So then you don't. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh. So he went by himself on his vacation home. No. His parents <laughs> must have been driving him crazy. So
1: I Maybe out. they went that, to the house. That rings very true. Him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now that we're adults we understand it.
1: <laughs> and we're like, okay, yeah, got it. All right. So now we're gonna do our catch all category. Um, let's start with the recasting. So we would like to recast the role that Al Roker played with someone else from uh, like someone else who's a news or media personality. Who did you guys think of that? Who, who came to mind for you?
3: Uh, I came up with three answers, but my number Each. one answer is the late great John Madden oh man i think that i think that that person has to have an every person type of appeal to him. they can't be yeah. too handsome or too pretty like there's something about that they've got to be kind of like an average joe-ish type person and oh. i think john madden would have just
1: would have been fantastic so oh that's a good choice he wasn't even on my list but i like that a lot Boom! <laughs> uh, bobble that's a funny word Bobble, bobble <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, what impression are you going to give us? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I actually, I was thinking maybe Ted Koppel, but I, I changed it to Diane Sawyer. Oh. If, only, if only for a scene of, of Bill trying to talk to Diane Sawyer with a handful of bird seed oh. head behind his back. <laughs> that
1: would be good. Like, you know, from that moment on, He's walking around with a little bit of birds. Little and bit and of birds time just in case. <laughs> right. People eat it up. <laughs>
3: oh, that's good. That's so good.
1: Um, I thought Dan Rather would have been funny just because Bill is obviously has some sort of fixation about him.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't know about like the the comedy level from him though. Um, I thought about Anderson Cooper. I thought mm-hmm. he would could be just because he's so recognizable. Um but ultimately, I think I want to see Jon Stewart, if only because it gives us another instance of an actor playing more than one role in this series, which is <laughs> obviously their bag. <laughs> yeah. huh. I mean, I, he, he could it. obviously play it. He could play it funny. He could play it straight man, like whatever. He's, you know, he's a, he's a good actor in addition to, you know, delivering the news. When, it, when news breaks, we fix it. Right. <laughs>
3: um any others off your list you wanted to note um i had uh dan patrick as a guy that would do it again kind of an everyman person he's got some gravitas but he's also has a sense of humor you know and it, it seems like the type of thing that he would do so uh i thought that might be an option
1: Okay, yeah. I don't know who that is. But
3: ESPN, I'll take
1: your word for yeah, it. We're the
3: classic ESPN sports Center hosts. So.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know One of, of those ESPN guys, the Espen people. I don't know who they <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> Tom, any others you wanted to, to name off? No. no. Okay. Well, I wanted to note that this episode features Catherine Slap number six, which is arguably the most epic slap of the entire series. I think. Anyone who wants to argue that they're not going to get a lot of complaints. Well, here's
3: here's <laughs> the big question: Is it great because it's set up by the shriek and the slap, the spit of water, like, good
1: That adds to it. And it's, but... it's the force
2: and the the backhand is great. It's you the know. way
1: she winds up for it. Like she put, yeah. she's standing there very like square, straight. Yeah. She puts one <laughs> leg back. <laughs> That's what really does it for me. <laughs> one leg back, and the arm comes way around the other side and. Bam, back hands I'm right across the face. Like, she was trying to slap that mustache right off of there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because, again, like, the slap in uh, the Led Zeppelin two, like, that was a pretty good slap. It was a pretty yeah. good backhand. Uh, so, again, I'm not arguing it. I just want to bring it
1: up. Like, does the setup help Catherine, like, nail that slap? It helps. Or it helps. But I think it would be still a great slap. my top slap, even without that. Yeah. The sound, too. I mean I am sure they added I'm sure they add some sound effects to all these slaps but that one it was just so perfect it's like yeah that's what that slap would have sounded like
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah Um I actually
3: have two more recasting one that I had oh. and one that I thought oh, okay. the Uh the okay. other one I had was Hank Azaria uh, cuz I was watching brockmeyer You know I was trying to think of real real uh news anchors news oh, personalities and then I was fictional. trying to fictional ones okay uh, but like hank azaria by himself would be a really funny guy to play that that role just even though it's nothing like the way that he accents words and and you know just gives looks i think that'd be good but then as you were talking i think his name is what james carvel and i'm totally embarrassing myself because i'm going to refer to him as that guy in old school even though i know <laughs> he's like a well-known like uh, uh news personality like i know he goes on he talks about i believe economic policy uh, but again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be slightly disrespectful in knowing him from old school, uh, in the debate that he, that he goes into against with Will Ferrell. Oh, what happened? Uh, but I think if you think about it, in this role, kind of doing that same thing, I feel like his comedic timing and him playing it a little bit straight would be would be good. Uh, that's what I was thinking of when you were kind of going through your choices. I was like, oh yeah, you know what?
1: Well, and I like the idea of bringing in a fictional fictional news media person. Mm-hmm. Just because it links those universes. Oh, like, yeah. news radio exists in the same universe as, you know, what, whoever Meyer. you pick. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it it links them together. This is the same world. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, if, if, if you would do that, I would say maybe Ed Asner from, like, the Mary Tyler Moore universe would be good. Okay. That was, like, a news. I think that would be good. Mm. I
1: mean, I'm never going to say no to Ed Asner. Right. <laughs>
3: And that's officially the weirdest thing said in today's podcast.
1: That's the soundbite for Twitter.
3: All right, I'm let's never wrap it gonna up. say
1: no <laughs> <laughs> And that's been a wrap on this podcast.
3: That's the name of Boy's new podcast. <laughs> I don't say no to it as the...
1: <laughs> Okay, so we've done some recasting. We talked about the Catherine slap. Um Anything else you want to include in this catch-all grab bag? Anything you thought aged especially well or anything like that?
3: No, this is a great episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a really good one. This was, uh, man. It's one of those ones that I don't always think of. Like, if you're asking me, like, top five episodes, President is not necessarily the one that first comes to mind, but then when I watch it, I'm like, no, this is up there. This is so good. Alright, well then we're gonna move on to episodes explained badly or um, Headlines from this episode. So this is something we're gonna we're gonna try out here Um, If you've ever seen movie plots explained badly, it's the same concept So we're gonna take the storylines or the total episode whatever you want to do and we're gonna make either a um, uh, Attention-grabbing headline out of it or a very poorly explained plot. So um, Tom why don't you
2: give me one of yours? Facial hair decision causes office to in an uproar.
1: <laughs> Put that on C eighteen. W One X News. Breaking.
3: Matthew's mustache causes
1: uproar at office. All right,
3: Thad, what's one of yours? Um, I went with the headline Real bail- <laughs> real Billionaire Invented the Bachelor Reality Show to Find Love in the 90s. Because, <laughs> like, that's basically what he does, right? It's basically the Bachelor. You add in the camera and right? he's going on all these dates, trying to find <laughs> love, trying to find the one. Like, there you go.
1: Well, and you add the camera, that adds into my um, something on the fly of how Jimmy can't right. talk on camera. He did <laughs> great in that news conference, right? Because he's looking at real people. The second there's, he realizes there's a camera at the back of the room, it's going to be, hi, Jimmy James, I'm running for president. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a good one. Um, I've got a uh, New York City radio station descends into chaos following manager's brief vacation.
3: Oh. Like,
1: like, Dave can't even go away for like a week to go see his parents <laughs> without everything completely falling apart. <laughs> Do we ever see him take a vacation again? No. I don't think so. He's always like the last one to leave before Christmas break and yeah, yeah like he, he's still, maybe this was his lesson. He's like, "Okay, I just, <laughs> I can't. I can't leave the station. It's going to be a disaster." <laughs> yeah.
3: Anybody who's been in charge has had that feeling before, for sure.
1: Yep. <laughs> um
3: tom got any more uh no that was the only one i had right?
2: that
1: was that was a good one dad you
3: got anything else yeah it's like i couldn't i get the end i want to do like the game where it's like a reporter gets challenged by her boss to find big scoop you know it ends up ends up being uh you know thrown through a lot of twists and turns only to have one final twist at the end i couldn't get that second half phrasing exactly the way i wanted it but Oh, it's good. It's, it, there's intrigue there. It's a more dramatic.
1: I had a couple more. Uh, one was similar to uh, Tom's. Local man relentlessly harassed by coworkers over facial hair. <laughs> Local man. <laughs> if only it were Florida man. <laughs> uh, I got one more, Thad. Did you have any more? Nope, I'm out. Um, I've got... Millionaire media mogul deceives public in an attempt to meet women.
3: <laughs> I think that's pretty much expected, right? Like every media mogul.
1: I, I mean, that's the whole point of becoming famous for most of these guys, I think. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, the next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt will be Jumper. It was season four, episode one. That's how you'll find it on the DVDs as well as on the streaming order on Prime Video. If you're watching it on Crackle, good luck. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Good night, Popkin. But a fuko to you, too.
0: Hey, hose! Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your Hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoodoo underscore Factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress podcast network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever.